Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Keith Roberson, and you are listening to Seen It. It's a segment on my show, um, The Adventures of Rogue the King and His Unpopular Opinion. But today, with all the hoopla that's been going on and all the talk that's been circulating, at least in Black Twitter world, about um, Michael B. Jordan and things of that nature and how you know, this film just dropped this week and how I've been doing this segments um, this past week. Um, might as well just do another one, seeing how I saw the movie yesterday. So um, this is the trailer for Creed 3, and we'll get into it. The higher you get, the harder it gets. This is a war. It's a fight. It's a battle. So, how long have you known each other? We was like brothers. One day you came back. The past came back, too. There may have been a time when Damien had your back. No friends in the industry. But that's not what he's doing now. My brother's been my brother's mate. They ain't no kidding me up that. Before I got locked up, I was the best. You a coward, bro. And a fraud. Try spending half your life in a cell. Watching somebody else live your life. I had to draw the line. I'm just getting started, little brother. I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies. I'm coming for it all. It's not gonna stop. Then you make him. The one and only Adonis Creed, you're the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Three years ago, it's been a minute since you've been out in these streets. When I walked away from boxing, I walked away with some unfinished business. You see that man right there? Do you remember him? Hey, hey. No friends in the industry. I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies. A fact. Don't let him destroy everything you've built. Everything we've built. You out there boxing. I need you to start fighting. So Creed 3 comes out today officially. Today is March 3rd, 2023. So that is the official release date for Creed. Um, I saw it late last night around 930. Um, I saw it. I was like, might as well just 
go and see it and talk about it, I guess. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I did not have the highest of hopes for this film. I did not. <laughs> um, hmm. I'll start off like this. I'm a huge Rocky fan. I guess so. I guess this isn't going to be one of those regular run of the mill um, reviews, right? I'm a huge Rocky fan. I'm a fan of all all the Rocky films, like even the ones that you know, even the one that Cats is like, nah. <laughs> Uh, I think it was Rocky Five, like when he was fighting at a bar or something like that. I'm a huge Sylvester Stallone fan because, because of it. <sighs> um, Rocky is inspirational. The movies after you see Rocky are supposed to make you feel like you can do anything and like whatever that thing is that you've been procrastinating about whatever that thing is that you've been putting off whatever that thing that you've been ho-hum about whatever that thing is that you've been lackluster about you need to get on it and you need to get on the money you watch Rocky to be inspired. I don't know a I don't know a man. I don't know a man in the world that is not inspired by Rocky. You cannot be a boxing fan, which I'm not, and love Rocky. With that said, Sylvester Stallone himself has said, this is not Rocky. The the creeds, they're not Rocky. I get it. I understand. I hear you. Creed is not Rocky. They're not the Rocky films. They're, they're, you know what I mean? Like, it's a spinoff. You can't say that it's not a spin. I hope he's not saying that because it is. There is no Apollo Creed without Rocky. You don't know who Apollo Creed is not a real person. So, as I watch this film... At the same time, because it's a it's a brick off, and I, I don't want to keep overusing the word subsidiary because it's not a, it's not even a subsidiary, but it because it's a spinoff of Rocky, and, and because Sylvester Stallone's Rocky was in the previous two movies, you still had a large Rocky influence involved in the film. You've grown to expect that brand. Right. Let's start with the cast. Tessa Thompson, amazing actress, great actress. Felicia Rashad, wow. Jonathan Majors, thirty-three-year-old man, still on the come up. He's getting notarized. He's getting noted. He's getting notoriety for. The, the great acting jobs that he's been doing within the past three years. The man is just 
working, working, working. I, I personally feel like he's making up for lost time if he feels like he's losing time, but he's getting after it. And I love that. Michael Brian Jordan. I think that's his name, Brian. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan directs this film. Has said that he has had guidance from a lot of other art, art you know, a lot of other actors slash directors. If you let me just, I, I don't even. I, I I was about to give my review, and then I'm like, now let me hold off on it until because I know sometimes I could talk myself out of stuff like. Oh, well, I didn't think about this and now I'm thinking about it. And so because of that, so let me, let me just wait. Let me not just do it right away. So let me just think about it a little bit. Huh. Uh, my friend asked me um, yesterday, my friend asked me uh, yesterday, cause I, I sent it out to everybody, gave them my review and they were like, well, one of my friends, uh, Alana, a uh, former um, co-host of mine who used to do a, uh, Thank God for the group chat with us. You know, I spoke to her. I was like, yo, da 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 da. You know, <laughs> she was like, well, what are your reasons behind this, that, and third? So I, I gave off a few reasons. And it, I mean, and I'm not trying to spoil the movie, so I won't. I'm not big on spoiling the movie. I don't think I've ever spoiled a movie for you guys. So if I haven't, I want to keep that streak going. I don't want to start now. Let me count the ways in which I can. There was one mention of Rocky in this film. Now, I don't know if Sylvester Stallone owns the rights to Rocky. I mean, I'm sure he does, but I don't know if he owns the rights to the word Rocky or anything like that. But there was one mention of him. They said his name one time in this film. Rocky is still alive. He has not, he has not died. And I don't just mean Sylvester Stallone hasn't passed away. I mean, the character Rocky, you didn't even, you didn't even try to reach out to him in the film. Like, cause the, you know, the film world is different from the actual world. You could kill a person off. Like you could keep a person alive. The person not be on the show, but they still, they, you know, you'll hear stuff like, oh yeah, well he's over here doing X, Y, and Z. He's doing this, that, and the third. So he couldn't be here. They did not even attempt to do anything like that. Just, I'm like, okay, so he was a mentor of yours and you don't consult him ever. This is Clubber Lang. Yo, Rocky, how did you deal with Clubber Lang? I, I, you know what I mean? I, I reached out to Rocky about how he dealt with Club. None of that. I, I would agree. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to that. I'm trying not to say what I'm saying right now. Um, like I said, there was one mention of Rocky, and I'm sure there'll be more on that. So keep that in mind. That. I guess they were trying to break away from the whole Rocky thing altogether, which is impossible. At one point, they turned it into Black Panther. There's a there's one point in a movie that they turned like it was like this Black Panther esque, like like when he goes under and he's becoming the Black Panther. They turned it into that, like they're in the ring and it's like 
this whole thing happening in the ring with cages and all types of stuff happening. Oh, um, you turning into the, uh, I see you as the little boy that you once were, and you're seeing me as a young man I once was and all of that. I'm like, fam, what are y'all doing? And it's even a breakaway from the first two creeds. Like, you got creative, but in a very corny way. Like, the crowd left, and it was just the two of them in the ring and all of that. I'm like, that's cool, but it's also not cool for the brand of this of this film. And I'm not saying that you can't deter, but but you can't deter so much to where it's unrecognizable. Like, why are you introducing new thematic or cinematic themes into the film this way. They started doing stuff with the camera. Like they just started doing weird angles with the camera, like on, like, you know, like in, in the boxing ring and stuff like that. But it wasn't like, it was like video gamish, but not cool. You know, it was like, okay, well you just turn the camera this way. Like, all right. Oh, you slowed it down on on this and on that. Like, even though Rocky has slow-mo, like, it was like, you know, like a different type of slow-mo. But, and I'm not, I'm trying not to compare it to Rocky. But again, you can't, I'm not even going to compare it to Rocky. I'm comparing it to the first two creeds. (sighs) You could tell that, like, he was like, yo, let's do this. Let's do this. I want to do it like this. But I'm like. It wasn't done in a way that you could appreciate it. It was just like, why? What was the point? Does this make us see it better? Does this make us see it from a different angle that we needed to see it from? No, it doesn't. And now we get into the whole acting thing, which he has been um, critiqued for his whole adult career, in my opinion. And I'm glad it's a topic of conversation. I'm glad people know about it. I want to say this. I want to say it in this way. Michael B. Jordan is an actor. But he still needs to work very hard and not reading his lines and performing them like yo be be the character you're still Michael B. Jordan reading every line you're still reading and I can hear you reading I shouldn't be able to hear you reading your lines It's like, it's like, well, I know my lines by heart. Yeah, you know, you know them by heart. You know them by head, but you don't really have them in your heart. You don't know them by heart. You know them by your head. You know what line to say next. You know what facial expression to make, I suppose. You know what move to make because cause there's blocking and all that type of stuff. But you don't know... Like, you don't become the character, and it's so apparent. And it becomes painfully apparent once Jonathan Major shows up on the scene 
and him being the thespian that he is. Jonathan Majors is a thespian. Michael B. Jordan is an actor. I can't even, it's hard for me to even call him an actor. He's a line reader. <sighs> Jonathan Majors, he, he's, he doesn't come out of this unscathed, though. Jonathan Majors didn't know if he wanted to have an L.A. accent or not. He was flipping back. He was vacillating back and forth between some L.A. words and but still sounding like he's from the South somewhere and not Mississippi because that would make that would make a lot of sense, you know, because, you know, the, the migration to from Mississippi to Los Angeles and all of that to California and all that. That's not what it sounded like. It sounded like Alabama, <laughs> Alabama or somewhere in the deep south, you know what I mean, to, and I'm going to say a couple of words like I'm from California. So it didn't mesh well. But with all of that, he still put on a great performance whenever, like whenever it was his time to shine, it was his time to shine. I wish he had more lines. I wish he spoke more, even though, you know, but bro. I'm trying to tell you, man, Jonathan Majors is, first of all, is the reason why I went to go see this movie. But Jonathan Majors, just if you're really watching a film and if you're watching it from an actor standpoint, if you're watching it from a videography standpoint, I know a little bit more about film than the average person because I did go to school for film and all of that. So I watch it with a different set of eyes. You can see the distinct difference. And I don't even think you got it because I didn't go to acting school, even though I did take a acting class in high school. I didn't go to acting school, but I think you can just watch. Take your take your biases away and just watch the film. Jonathan Majors is that guy. With what he was given, he did a great job, with the exception of whatever accent he was still trying to figure out in the film. Things were happening too fast. Nothing ever really got fully developed. And nothing ever really got resolved. Things were just happening. Like, we're going to put a movie together. I'm going to let you know the plot. I'm going to let you know what's going on. I'm going to let you know what happened. All of this other stuff is going to be happening. And it's not going to be resolved. But we just need to fill up space so that we can get to the end of this film to where they're fighting. Nothing gets resolved. And if it gets resolved, it's just like, okay, well, this was an issue, but we're just not going to let it be an issue anymore. As if fighting, you, you talk about in the film how, about how fighting isn't the solution, but then you let fighting be the solution. Y'all never worked anything out. And I'm not just talking about him and Michael B. Joy. I'm not just talking about um, Adonis Creed and Damien, I forget his last, Damien Anderson's um, feud. I'm not talking about that. Also, if you're painting Damien as a villain, he never really feels like the villain to me. He never really feels like the bad guy. And I wish they would have done that. 
I wish they would have made it like you don't make him likable, but you don't make him hateable either. Like, and I feel like you need to pick a side when you're doing that. You need to choose. Are you going to make the villain a likable villain? Are you going to like, he's not really an antagonist. It didn't feel like you didn't, you didn't really know who you wanted to win. And I don't think that was by design. I think it was just assumed that we were just going to be Creed fans. I'm like, nah, y'all grew up. Y'all grew up together. Things happened. He defended you. He got dealt the worst hand than you did. Like, you didn't go into the film or leave the film thinking like, man, he got what he deserved. Or this person, like, oh, I really liked him. You don't know how to feel about it. They left a lot of things open-ended. And... And this is where, in my opinion, the the directing, and this is your first major film that you, well, this is your first film that you're directing. This is when it shows. All of that shows. All of that shows. You don't give anybody any any major moments. Um, there's a scene where he's crying that is not highlighted. Like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, yo, this is your moment to have a moment. He had two moments where he could have had like some really great moments and they don't happen. There were two very, should have been very emotionally driven scenes that he did not take, that he did not take where they needed to be taken, neither as actor or director. Things were happening way too fast and they never got resolved. And many, like I said, many things were left unresolved. The training montage, the things that Rocky is known for, that literally Rocky is Rocky, all the Rocky films are king of the montage. If you don't watch Rocky for anything else, you have to watch it for the training montages. Let me find a dope training montage for you while I look it up. Because the one that's coming to my mind, because all of them are dope for the time period that they're in and all of that. But the Rocky Four training montage, in my opinion, is the montage of, of all montages. You always have you always have Rocky training on one end, right? And then the other uh, you know, and then the 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 opponent, you have the opponent um training on his end. There is one, there is one training montage that is so dope. It is the Rocky Four training montage where you see this juxtaposition between how Rocky is training and how Drago is training. And I just want to show that guy, show that to you guys, because it to me, it is the creme de la creme. It is the Magna Carta, if you will, of, of montages. If we're doing the Rocky thing, which we are. So if you listening to this and not watching it, it's just going to be a whole bunch of grunting and stuff like that. So sorry for this part. I recommend you watch it. Might flag me for some of this music. But right now, all right, so you see Rocky. Rocky is in Russia. Drago is in Russia. But Rocky is taking a completely different approach to his training method right now. So Rocky is run, about to run in the snow. 
with the with you know with the Russian guards watching him and all of that type of stuff. And then you see Drago, um, you know, you see Drago on the opposite end, Ivan Drago, you see him on the opposite end in the in the lab, like literally like in a lab and literally in a gym training. Rocky is using lumber, he's chopping wood, he's doing a whole nine, he's outside, he's in the he's in the cold, he's running past horses and stuff like that. And it's about to happen. So now, now you see Drago. He's in the state-of-the-art facility, climbing up fake walls and stuff, doing his thing. And this is an eight-minute montage. And you see them doing, working out the same things, right? You see them working out the same body parts. You see them doing the same type of methods, but differently, right? So Rocky's running. Ivan Drago's running. Ivan Drago's running in the daggone state-of-the-art track, you know what I mean? And Rocky is running on rocks and stuff like that, just in the in the cold of Russia. Working out the same thing, but it's different all at the same time. Let me fast forward this so y'all get, get the feeling. Yes, this the part. Hearts on fire. Rocky is getting it in. Drago is getting it in. You see this? This is a whole eight-minute montage of stuff happening. Bro, that montage, that 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 montage that they use, you know, look at how Damian Anderson is training as opposed to how Adonis Creed is train is training. It was fast. It it did not, it was not good at all. Like it was it was fast and slow at the same time. They spent too much time on one scene on like one part and not enough on other parts. Just I just can't even break down this the you know the training montage scene. It just was not it was not doing what they wanted it to do. At times it was comical, like but and I'm like, okay, okay, that's comical, but we really need to see stuff happening. And then you just see, you know, you just you just go into this thing. Like, it was like, we're trying to do the training montage thing, but we're trying to do it our way. But I'm like, okay, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's one of those type of things. If you can't improve upon it, at least if you can't improve upon it, don't make it worse than what it is. You at least need to do what the training montages in the past have done. It was not good to me. Um. So that that's out the way, and it just here's a, here's another thing. Um, and I don't know sometimes you don't explain everything that happens in movies. I understand that, but before he gets his shot, before Damian Anderson gets his shot against Adonis Creed, he's in this state of the art, not like this high rise in Los Angeles off of one fight. And I don't understand how that happened. I don't understand how much money was put up. I don't understand all any of that. We and we really don't understand how he makes his money. 
not the, I don't think I'm giving anything away, but he offers him some money and he's like, yo, I ain't coming in for a hand. I don't need any of your money. But I'm like, how are you making money if you just got out of prison? And then here's another thing. They kept saying that like, oh, well, Adonis, this isn't your fault. You, you got to get rid of the guilt. He went, he made his own decision. No, I made my decision based off of what was going on with you. Why did you run? There's a scene in where he runs. I'm not going I'm not going to get into it cuz that would be spoiling it. But there are things that like no, it is your fault. You should be helping him. You should have done certain things and you trying to just whisk it away as if it wasn't his fault like it's not your fault, but you are a part of it. He wouldn't have been in that predicament without you. He would not have been in the predicament that he was in. He would have not been in jail for 18 years without you. <sighs> so, I mean, it was a lot left to be desired, man. It's a lot left to be desired. I think that might be the end of my notes. They needed Sylvester. They needed him. They needed him. It was painfully obvious. That, and Like I said in the beginning of this podcast, Sylvester Stallone's Rocky every time, every single time, even the last one, Balboa, even Creed 2, it makes you leave the theater feeling motivated and inspired. There was no Rocky there to inspire anyone. And I'm not even saying like a, a, a I'm not even saying that it had to be Rocky, right? There was no one there that was inspirational. There was no one there that was like, yo, we can do da-da-da-da-da-da-da. All he did was train. <laughs> All that man did was train and, and fight. There was no, no adversity. There was no real adversity that said, oh, I can't beat this guy. Nothing in it said, oh, I can't beat. It was like, it was like, yo, we just going to make a movie. This is how you make movies, right? I'm like, you see... You don't, you're not making a movie how you should make a movie. This is not what it should, that should be happening. It is not one of those type of things. This is not happening the way that it's supposed to happen. Now, of course, you, you do whatever you want to do, right? You have license to do, but in order for certain things to make sense, there is a formula that has to be followed, and it was not. I give this movie out of five reels, I give it. Two. Two reels. Thank you all for listening. This has been your boy, Robe the King. And this has been Seen It. Peace.